Welcome to LilyPod episode 98, Superhero Mindset. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another episode of LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Welcome, LilyPod listeners, to another edition of LilyPod. And we have kind of an interesting topic today called the superhero mindset. Now, without going off on a tangent, I want to tell you that, you know, we've often heard about someone having to be super mom, where she gets up in the morning, you know, brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, never lets you forget you're a man you know, and, and that a super mom uh, writes her congressman and, you know, g- go down the list of things that, that we expect some women to do uh, as super women and, and the perfectionistic attitudes that we sometimes have in our Latter-day Saint culture. Uh, we're not talking about that kind of superhero mentality we're actually talking about something far more practical. And uh, that is to become a person uh, who knows how to marshal their energy and strength to accomplish the great purposes of their life. And sometimes that involves making hard choices, saying I can't do everything because I need time to relax and recharge and I need good nutrition, and I need time to exercise, and a variety of other things you might do to care for yourself. Uh, Kathy, I know this subject is important to you. Yes, I, I really love the superhero mindset in this capacity. We just want to make sure you understand what we're talking about. We're not talking about showing up to anything and everything that seems like a good idea or it seems like a good mm, opportunity to serve. It's about being wise in how we're showing up in everything that matters. Right. I mean, Elder Oaks talked about good, better, and best. And what we want to do is focus on what's best. Yeah. And so the superhero mindset is really more of a gift to ourselves and everything we do in life, rather than the idea that we need to be a superhero at all times. Because if you think about it, it, when superheroes show up in movies, we just see them when they're performing their acts of courage and their acts of bravery. And we don't see the, all the stuff that goes into creating that superhero strength. And I think that's, I think that's a disservice to us. (laughs) Yeah. Superman shows up with supernatural strength, 
And of course, we never see him pumping weights in the gym or, uh, you know, out jogging or riding his bike or anything like that. And, and uh, I will say, though, think about Batman. He was a human being, but he had all these cool gadgets that he could use to fight crime with. And how long did it take him to develop and build all those? Uh, you know, you probably don't think about that watching a superhero movie. It's you're kind of in an alternative universe. But the point that Kathy is making uh, and with which I agree is that it takes time and preparation to be a superhero. Uh, and and that's important. Yes. And. I understand why in the movies we don't see them pumping weights. We don't see them cooking good, nutritious meals for themselves. We don't see all of the work that goes into, I mean, we don't see them sleeping eight hours a night, you know, right. or taking naps or whatever is required. I think that we just need to make the assumption. I can, I can see why like that would be boring to watch. Right. Right. But so, so then I guess on the other hand, we have to think, okay, if we want to be superheroes in our own life, we got to be willing to do the boring stuff. Right. And we need to make the assumption that they are doing those boring things. Right. In order to show up and be that entertaining for us. <laughs> right. Now, the opposite of a superhero is a victim. And a victim is someone who tends to feel overwhelmed and blame external circumstances for their lack of happiness or whatever other problem in saying this i don't suggest at all that being a victim isn't a real thing i mean if i was walking down the streets of uh chicago at night and i got mugged i would be a victim of mugging uh now that doesn't mean i couldn't fight back or i couldn't run or I, you know i couldn't find some way to uh to be less of a victim but if I got mugged, then I would be a victim and there's no shame in that. The problem with being kind of a professional victim. I think what we're talking, we're talking about the mindset, just like we're talking about and our focus is on superhero mindset, which is the right. opposite of a victim mindset. Right. You could be a victim of a mugging without having a victim mindset, without having to say, oh, there's nothing I could have done about that or, you know. We, or it's just my luck. Um, right. Any any of those phrases that would put you into more of a victim mentality that 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 is a choice. Right. And and one place we see this very often with the community that we serve is mid singles blaming their former spouse for all of the woes and difficulties in their life. Not to say that there weren't circumstances in which they were a victim to certain kinds of abuse. Right. There, there definitely have been those things. And I, I mean, I think both Kathy and I have played the victim a little bit in our own histories. Uh, I think we've experienced being a victim of other people's poor choices. Right. And we've experienced the victim mindset, which made it even worse. Right. Where... You know, the person that you talk to that's maybe been divorced like six months and every they find a way to bring every subject of conversation back to how their ex did them wrong. Uh, and, you know, I did that oh, for yeah. a while. We after. did that for several years. 
until we felt so sick of hearing the story ourselves, we were done. <laughs> right. Because ultimately, if you're blaming your former spouse for your problems, then who has the power to solve those problems? Your former spouse. And you can't control your former spouse. And it's a powerless feeling. And so to, to adopt that superhero mindset, we want to shift from thinking about what somebody else has done and how they've affected us to what can I do? What is within my power and influence to change? And to come up with, with plans to make changes and improvements in our lives on the things that we can directly control. You know, and the, there's three things that we brought up in our YouTube video this week. Uh, and the title is, Are You a Victim or a Superhero? And the, the three things that we bring up in that video, I kind of want to touch on here and expand um, with Jeff as we talk about what it means to be either a victim or a superhero in terms of mindset. Right. Now, the first um, of the three points that we brought up in the video was shifting from 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 what I think I should do. Like, and that's a big thing in church culture, right? Of what we think we should do with the commandments, with serving others, and so forth. When we approach whatever we do from a I should do this mentality, I don't know about our listeners, but I know for me that should ends up equaling some kind of resentment for me when that's my motivation. Right. And we have a lot of shoulds in our culture. And I, you know, I think this is changing, but I think we still have a lot of the idea that if we're righteous, we'll be blessed. If we're not as righteous, we won't be as blessed. And we have this idea that there are all these shoulds that add up to a righteous life. And I think we need a um, change of mindset on that. I think we're almost always going to feel like we're, we're falling short because kind of as we introduce this topic, there's no end to the good we can do in this world. And the superhero mindset we're talking about is not, should we be showing up more? Should, should, should. It, right. It's how can we show up in our greatest strength, in our highest elevation of energy, in our greatest and grandest emotions and mental acuity. And we can't do that without taking care of ourselves. Right. And so when we get rid of the shoulds, I mean, what's the opposite of should, Jeff? Shouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. I guess... Me, in if this you were, sense, probably wanting to. Yeah. So desire. Desire. Yes. So when we show up doing anything, it's out of desire because we want to. Now, I'm going to even take something as simple as paying bills. Most of us think we should pay our bills. And we do it. And we're not always very happy about it. But I personally decided a long time ago, because I, I had been thinking about this, that I want to pay my bills. You know why? Because it means I have electricity. It means that I have water. It means that I have 
people picking up my garbage. I mean, there's all these things that I enjoy that I think we often take for granted that I get to have when I pay my bills. And so I want to, I desire that. And it's so much more fun. And it's so much more convenient not to have your power turned off and things like that. (laughs) Well, it's also more convenient to love what is. And if you're going to be paying those bills, you might as well love it. I mean, we've been having this discussion with my kids lately who do not want to go to school. And they're going to be going to school for many more years. And they might as well love it. And they just won't accept this idea that maybe they might be able to choose their motivation here. No. Right. I don't know if we can convince our kids of this, but we do hope that our listeners will take this to heart. And I do hope that we at least set an example to them of doing things cheerfully, of doing things because we want to, because we desire it, rather than uh, the begrudging I have to or I should. You know, Kathy, it it strikes me that one area that I've seen uh, our church make some big changes on this kind of thing is missions. Now, we repeated constantly through the 70s, 80s, 90s, every worthy young man should serve a mission. And if he's not worthy, he should get worthy and go. Now, I don't think the church fundamentally doesn't believe that missions are good for young men but I've noticed there's been a sea change. Like nowadays, the church just simply isn't prepared to deal with mental health issues in the mission field. They, they may send you home for a while to get treatment or whatever, and then send you back out if you can still desire to go back out and, and finish your two years. But even with that, I've heard Elder Holland say, you know, if, if medical or other reasons interfere and you can't stay on your mission for the full two years that's anticipated, you serve eight months or something, you can still call yourself a returned missionary and hold your head up and, and feel good about what you did because you did the best that you could. And for so many years, you know, we, we kept kids out on missions that were, uh, you know, physically ill and, and you had to have a companion with them. So that person was taken out of productive work or you had mental health issues among some missionaries that were, were really not able to uh, serve the way that, that was needed. And again, it, it took their companion kind of out of the action. And uh, instead you know, the question I think is, did you serve as well as you could for the time period you served? And if so, consider yourself a returned missionary and be, you know, be satisfied with that. Well, and that's the the one thing about if we go by desire and want and we stop doing the shoulds, sometimes that might mean dropping the ball on things that we used to insist we do and then resent it. Right. And... And then on top of that, being willing to say, you know what, if that's what I could do without running faster than I have strength, then it's good enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, so I think that's a really important 
the, the running faster than we have strength is a really important principle to remember that we have a certain amount of strength and how do we want to spend that? What do we want to spend it on? Well, and that kind of goes into our second, the second point we made in that video. Um, and I would really highly recommend that you watch the video because it makes different points. Um, I mean, in terms of it, like the, the specific things we say. And besides that, I think this is something that is worth repeating. I mean, it's, it's worth listening to more than once and really being able to apply it in our lives. Um, right. You know, because and it's something I'm always working on, I think, is, is do I have the superhero mindset or am I showing up in life as a, a victim um, right. in my mind? and in my heart and in my actions. Um, Cause I, I mean, I know we all would rather be around someone who shows up with a big smile and is cheerful than someone who shows up being Eeyore, <laughs> right? Well, and we, we are tempted to be the person who doesn't want to let anybody else down, which is an admirable thing. Uh, as long as we, are careful about the commitments we make and how much we're taking on. Mm -hmm. And I think both Kathy and I, to some degree, have a tendency to take on more than we can do. Uh, but well, I don't know. We always end up doing it. <laughs> Whether that's good for us or not is the other question. So this is as much for us as our listeners. Right. Um, now, um, so the second uh, point is to act versus to be acted upon. Now, a victim would be the acted upon, right? Like that's where, you know, we just feel like nothing can be helped. There's nothing we can do about it. And the light and the world is just out to get us. Right. And um, when we choose to act, um, there's a lot of empowerment in that. Now, sometimes a lot of us would choose to act and solve everything if we could. But then we've got to go back to the serenity prayer. And then we did a podcast on that earlier um, on LilyPod. And you can go back and listen to that if you ever have struggles with how do I change what I can? How do I have the power to do that? And then also accept what I can't change. Right. Um, but this idea about acting rather than being acted upon, I think it's showing up in our trials and in our uh, challenges with strength rather than weakness. And when we talk about the power to act and not to be acted upon, what is that power? The power is the power of agency. It's the agency that we have been given. Now, that doesn't mean we can choose to jump off a cliff and, and flap our arms and be able to fly, obviously. Uh, it is the choice to do uh, uh, to do what we intend to do within the sphere uh, that we can live and move and breathe and so it's it's not unlimited uh, it, but focusing on what we do have the power to control what we do have the power to choose do we have the power to choose how to budget and spend our money if we're a mid-single? Yeah, you do. Now, it may not be very much money. Do you have the power to pursue more money through a different career or a second job or 
starting a business on the side. I mean, th- there's a variety of things you can you could do if that was something you wanted or felt you needed. Uh, so what I'm suggesting is that there can be all kinds of things in our way, but there's also a lot of things we're able to do. And if we focus on those, we're going to become more powerful because we're focused on things we have power over. Mm-hmm. Well, and when your son died, you had no you had no choice in the fact that he died. No, I wouldn't have chosen that. Uh, and in the past, when you've experienced trials and struggles and challenges that are were maybe equal to that, like divorce and um, major job loss and and poverty. I mean, all those things, like things you didn't choose, but you said you showed up with weakness. Like you showed up and you let it get you. It, like you let it take you. Right. I felt like a victim. And this time you said, I am responding with strength. Right. And I've seen you exercise every day. So Until I got can... COVID. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I know you'll get right back to it because yep. it's important for your mental health and for your physical health, which is something you can control. Right. And it's a high priority because in a time when you're susceptible to being depressed and sad, uh, and there's going to be some of that. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, you don't lose your son and just brush it off like it's nothing. But... Well, and you don't want to. No, of course not. You just want to respond to the situation with as much strength as you can. Right. And that that sometimes means going and pumping iron at the gym. Uh, I did a lot of rides on my bike. And, you know, I've spent some time on the treadmill and and on the elliptical at the gym as well. And doing all of those things gives me a little mood lift each day that really helps me to cope with kind of the overwhelming things that I can't control, such as my son's tragic death. Well, and with COVID itself, I know that I've enjoyed my days more when I've showed up with the strength to do what self-care I can to improve my condition and accept whatever rest and recouping my body needed, even if it felt a little boring, even if it was frustrating, I couldn't do other things. Um, And I also went back to that desire I had to be at the BYU Life After Divorce Conference. And even though I think we picked that uh, COVID up from there on November 5th, and now it's November 28th and we're still recovering, Um, I'm still so grateful because I so desired and wanted to be there. And that didn't change just because a challenge, you know, came that we weren't expecting from it. And, and then that strength every day when I show up with wisdom to know what I can do for my health and the serenity by accepting what, you know, that I can't force it to go away. I mean, for anyone who's had COVID last for a while or ha- come and go kind of like in a fi- in the fickle way that it does. Um, I think you'll understand what I mean by, you know, you, sometimes you just have to accept that it's going to take its course. Yeah. And we had three days, a uh, three day weekend because of a holiday recently. And, you know, I had 
things I would rather have done, but I decided that being healthy uh, would be a better way for me to show up to life. And Kathy could testify, I basically just slept and laid around for three days and took medicine uh, and came out of that period of time substantially healed. I mean, not totally, but, but much, much better. And I think, you know, could I control how COVID ran its course? Not really. Did I have control over whether I did the things for my body that would allow it to heal in its own time? Yes. And I think that's the, that's the superhero mentality is it, sometimes a superhero lays around and does nothing and acts lazy because uh, he knows that his body needs time to recharge and heal. Mm -hmm. Yep. And our nourishment is constant. We constantly need nourishment to body and spirit that, that we know. Right. And uh, that goes to our last point um, <clears throat> in Are You a Victim or a Superhero from LilyTube. And that is a victim will neglect their self-care. Sometimes they will neglect it because they are expensing that for the service of others because they think I should be doing X, Y, Z. And, or they neglect it because they're acted upon and they just give into the depression or the anxiety or whatever is coming with the, the trial or the challenge. Um, but a true superhero will do the opposite. And instead of neglecting their self-care, if anything, they'll show up and do more of it when challenges and trials come. So Kathy, tell me how you would define self-care and, uh, and what are the most important elements to you? Well, I think the basics are we all need to be well-rested, well-nourished, and strengthened in our mind, body, and spirit, and like in our emotional and um, spiritual well-being. So right. that would mean, I know for me, uh, that reading my scriptures every morning um, and connecting with my spirit in that way is important. Um, I think getting a good night's sleep every night for me, I know I don't show up the same if I don't get that. Right. Um, I think being willing to step back and take a little breather from work every couple of hours, come up for air, so to speak, is right. super important for me because otherwise I go into fight and flight in my body and to like the the nervous it's part of the nervous system that isn't meant to be lived in. Right. Kind of functioning on anxiety, which is not good fuel for a long-term kind of effort. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good for a short-term situation of extreme danger, but it's not a, it's not a, a great, you know, if you're studying for a test over a week's period of time, not a great fuel for your effort. Well, and did you know that you actually learn more in the rest between um, a practice session or a, a study session than when you're actually studying or practicing? Right. They've actually done studies that um, show that overnight 
the, the thing that you practiced or studied the day before is retained better than when, if you practice five times as long, but don't have the rest in between. It's like, it's crazy how much. Cause your brain marinates in it after mm -hmm. that's been put there. Well, and that's why when we can be consistent about anything we want to do on a daily basis, that are when, when we rest on it, it's like everything good thing that we did for ourselves and for our minds, it marinates and it, and it solidifies and we're like that much the wiser. Right. So it's always better to do little bits by every day than to do large amounts weekly or monthly of anything. Right. Um, so in summary, um, we would like to, to just remind everyone to shift any kind of shoulds or obligations to sincere desire to cheerfully do all things that lie in our power. And then to act instead of being act upon, acted upon when we face challenges. And last, but of course not least, and I know we didn't spend a lot of time on it, um, but it is very important that we gain power from sufficient self-care and the nourishment that supports our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual strength. And right. these things are what keep us in superhero shape to help us enjoy our own lives more and also help us serve better in every capacity and every stewardship that we have. Um, and I think before we, before we close, I'd just like to say we still have a couple of days left of November. And of course, this is the month of giving thanks and the month of Thanksgiving. And even though Thanksgiving has passed, um, gratitude really does elevate our energetic vibration and our emotional outlook. And I don't know of any mid single out there, but it probably couldn't use more of that. And I know right. for me, I did a gratitude journal when I was going through my divorce and I, it was hard. It was hard to think of anything to be grateful for. And it, not because those blessings didn't exist, but because I was so entrenched and enwrapped with all of my grief. Like I just couldn't hardly see beyond it. And that's what made it so incredibly important. Right. And, uh, and, and that causes you to feel powerless if if you feel like you're stuck in this little place that you can't get out of. Yeah. Well, and, and I think in a lot of ways, a superhero will have a lot of gratitude and they'll have elevated emotion and energy. I mean, that's that's a super important part. And that's our last podcast. So if you haven't listened to that yet, I'd highly recommend um, the previous episode and also pickle juice because... <laughs> It's like one of my favorite topics. And I know it sounds weird. You might be like, what is pickle juice? Like, why would you do a whole podcast about that? <laughs> now, obviously, um, you know, since then I've under understood and I've learned that pickle juice is actually a probiotic. It's actually very good for you. But the way in which Elder Holland used it to advise us not to drink pickle juice when we um, notice that someone else is having a good day or a happy moment um, that we can be truly happy for them. And that's another thing I think superheroes do is that man, like Superman is not intimidated by Batman or Superwoman or any, you know, other, I, I don't think that, I mean, I, I know that we have superhero movies where the superheroes fight each other and, you know, we, we see who's superhero, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that w which, uh, 
magical powers, you know, do best or whatever. But like, I think the idea is that when we're a superhero, it doesn't really matter if like the whole rest of the world is superheroes too. It's like the more the merrier. Right. Because we're really more concerned about how we're showing up. Yeah, absolutely. And and sometimes the way you need to show up to be a superhero is to sleep or to sit in your backyard with a cold drink and look up at the blue sky. Or sit in a dark living room and watch TV. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not suggesting, we're not suggesting that uh, that our life be composed of self-care and we do nothing else. Of course not. But strengthening ourselves for the deeper purposes of our lives and, and being clear about what those purposes are will go a long way to help us uh, achieve those purposes and, and feel good inside. Yeah. So um, just remember, if you haven't yet, check out Are You a Victim or Superhero on Lily Tube on your YouTube app. Um, we're at Love and Later Years there. And um, if you haven't yet listened to our previous two episodes, Gratitude Elevates Energy and Emotion and Pickle Juice. And then um, if you have not yet signed up for our weekly Lily letter, it's an elevating three-paragraph letter every week that we send with um, links to our current podcasts and videos. Um, and our episode, or our, sorry, our Lily letter this week is Lily Letter 86, Choosing Power and Joy. And you can um, sign up at loveinlateryears.com. And you can also find all of the archived Lily letters there on the site as well. So that's your homework for this episode. Yes. And thank you so much for being here and listening. And um, we hope that if you need any personal assistance, that you'll give us a, um, send us an email at loveinlateryears at gmail.com because we are currently offering free consultations for coaching, uh, potential coaching clients. And we have groups and we have private coaching. So we've got lots of really good options for you if you would like some personal support. And remember, anytime is a great time for more love and superpower in your life. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to LilyPod get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyTube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com.